Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the Phoenix Sports Podcast presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcast, and leave us a five-star review. It's your girls, it's Mac, it's Cheerston, and producer Sean behind the Mac. What's Nerd. up, everybody? Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Happy it's Friday. It's lit. Uh, I'm super excited for this episode of the Phoenix Sports Podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, drop us a comment and say hello. You already got a quite a few of you there. Hi, Daniel. Hi, Ty. Hi, Elizabeth. Hi, Charles. Thank you guys so much for tuning okay. in. We are super excited for this episode of the Phoenix Sports Podcast. Before we get started, however, you may notice that I'm sitting in this beautiful gray suede chair. You may notice that my pants are the same exact color as this chair. It kind of I know. We kind of have like a gray vibe going on today. Yeah. I've got a gray cardigan. I'm in a gray chair. Your gray pants. Uh, you also have gray shoes on. I don't know if you uh, want to show the people. There have been enough feet on <laughs> podcasts <laughs> for PHNX there. this week, so we're going to keep our feet out of this Somehow one. Somehow we sparked last week a whole conversation about about feet that lasted literally the entire week oh my god Tristan, you're gonna cry please read the super chat oh ten dollar super chat new me stolen food reimbursement fund oh, oh cheers it's gonna cry is that an actual super chat oh thank yes, you elizabeth oh that's oh, so sweet I'll, I'll quickly tell the story essentially somebody stole my dog's uh like fresh food delivery box that was his food for a month somebody stole it so um, Elizabeth is coming in strong for <laughs> Numi. We love Numi on this podcast. We also love these gray chairs. We got so sidetracked in there for a second. These beautiful gray chairs and all of our furniture in the studio was provided by More Furniture and they are the absolute best. They have the best furniture in the Valley and they have a crazy sale going on right now. So make sure you spruce up your home with More, more Furniture's fall sale at morefurniture.com and you'll receive a $100 gift card for every $1,000 you spend. They also have a crazy Black Friday sale coming up as well. So if you're in the market for furniture, now is the time to buy it. Go check out our friends at morefurniture.com. All right, Cheerson, you ready to get into it? Yeah, you want to talk about the Phoenix Suns? I sure do. Let's do a temperature check on our Phoenix Suns. It has been a crazy hot start to the season. The Phoenix Suns are out of the gate. They are on a roll and they are punching everybody in the mouth. Uh, except for the Trailblazers, but they have a chance to redeem that tonight 
And um, I don't know about you, Tristan, but I'm really enjoying watching this Phoenix Suns team play basketball. Yeah, um, I was worried about it, just like the rest of the world at the beginning of the season with everything that happened in the offseason. And then also, like, the first, what, call it two or three quarters of basketball that they played. Yeah. They were <laughs> yes. down bad. That Mavs game uh, made my heart hurt. <laughs> but, wow, ever since then, they have really righted the ship. Their only loss, as you mentioned, to the Portland Trailblazers. In that game, Damian Lillard scored, like, I think it was, like, 41 points or something like that. And he's not available. So they've got back-to-back games, which is – a little unusual in and of itself um, tonight and tomorrow um, without Dame. So uh, they should very well be able to take care of business and get a little early season redemption there. Yeah, it's um, it's been a great start to the season. And I think we wanted to touch on this because we kind of mentioned it last week. And I was like, this is a great topic of discussion that we definitely need to dive into deeper because we have had two teams in the Valley have a very tumultuous off season mm-hmm. with a ton of negative media. And one team has gone up and one team has gone all over the place, <laughs> mostly <All> down. <laughs> so, you know, the Phoenix Suns being one of those teams and the team that has gone up and has done a great job kind of rebounding from this literal shit show of an off season, the best way to describe it. Um, I think it has put a lot of doubters to rest. It has silenced a lot of uh, negative narratives that were surrounding this team and watching them overcome such a crazy situation, a crazy off season with just an unbelievable amount of turmoil to start the season this way um, to me has made me feel so much better. Just restored my faith in this organization, specifically James Jones, Monty Williams, and this roster well it Um, says so much about the makeup of this team and when you just kind of dissect I posted something um about the trajectory that the Suns team is on and somebody said like well we'll see what how they perform in the playoffs well okay we're not there yet so this is all we have to talk about but if you want to go there if you want to go there Think of what separates teams that make a deep postseason run or or a finals run, it's not just, oh, we've got, you know, good players on the court, which the Suns do, but it's the intangibles as well. And the fact that this Suns team was able to rally together after all of the outside noise, you had DeAndre Ayton that was extremely frustrated. You have a guy that didn't want to play for the team that's, you know, sitting off to the side that we're going to talk about in a minute. Um, So therefore somebody stepped up that has never played a starting role in the NBA Uh, You've got new guys coming in off the bench that have played key roles. And you obviously have the ownership issue that they nixed early on and it hasn't been an issue. And so those are the type of things that can bring a team together and show you what a team is really made of. Mm -hmm. And so the way that I look at this team, I'm like, okay, like hopefully you're able to get one more piece in here. But this team It's a great team. Like, I'd go to war with these guys any day for far more than just the basic skills that they bring to the court. It's everything. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And I will go on record right now and say this without a shadow of a doubt. The Phoenix Suns have the best starting five in the NBA. Um, And it is really, really cool to be able to say that and to watch them ball out the way that they have. And it's not like they've been given, like, these, like, cupcake games. Like, they've had a tough schedule out the gate. They've had to play the Clippers, the Mavs, the Warriors 
Bears, the Pelicans, like those are all really, really good teams. And so the fact that we're sitting here now and they've only had one loss and it was because Dame played out of his mind and, you know, it's it's kind of bound to happen. But I think it's just incredible to see them, um, you know, take what happened for what it was come out this season, punch people in the mouth and really silence the doubters because, you know, we see what happens when that doesn't happen and the narratives that can spin out from (laughs) um, performances that are lackluster. And the Suns have been anything but lackluster. And you kind of mentioned it too, like the bench was the downfall of this team in the playoffs last season. And so far the bench has really exceeded my expectations to start this this year. Jock Liddell has been awesome. Torrey Craig has been incredible. He's shooting 50% from three and 89% from two. Obviously it's still the beginning of the season. So those stats aren't going to stay as what they are, but um, you know, the bench has really stepped up and has instilled a lot of confidence in me um, moving forward. And hopefully they can keep that up. I don't think, you know, you kind of mentioned it too, Cherson, which we'll talk about in a little bit, but I don't think they necessarily have all the pieces that they need right now. But, you know, after watching what happened with the bench of the playoffs last season and watching what the bench is doing now, I kind of am just like, reaffirmed that like I really think that this is the season that the Suns like this is their year to win the championship like come hell or hot water like the Suns better be hoisting that trophy at the end of the year because this is the best starting five in the NBA and their bench is living up to expectations so they got to do it cheers so I have maybe a little bit of a hot take here Cam Johnson has been playing lights out in that starting spot he Mm -hmm. had a phenomenal game earlier in the week uh, which he scored 29 points. StatMuse putting out a tweet that compared uh, that Ooh, this is performance <laughs> to Jay Crowder's. Cam Johnson had more points in that game than Jay Crowder ever had as a son, 29 points and seven threes, to which Jay Crowder apparently quote tweeted and then deleted uh, April 12th, 2021, eight trays, but really who's counting? I'm happy for young fella played his butt off last night. Please don't hype this. You know, my body. I don't actually even know what that last sentence means, but, uh, <laughs> we need like a Jay like, Crowder trailblazer. Like, like, work? Well, yeah. And like, you know what I'm about. Like, you know who I am. You know my body. You know my body? Yeah. Like, I don't. Okay. But, I mean, I guess like it body of work. Sean is our uh, Jay Crowder translator. Like, have you ever seen that tw- that Twitter account that translate AB's tweets? Like, his whole account is just like translating what AB is saying. That's Sean for us. Sean will let us know what we're missing. Um, okay. So, uh, so anyway, so I'm not like I love Cam Johnson in that role. He's obviously exceeded expectations. He's proving that he was worthy of an extension that he didn't get in the off season. Um, I hope he gets his bag at the end of this year. And um, but. There is something, and I mentioned this weeks ago, there's a big difference between the type of player that Cam Johnson is and and the type of player that Jay Crowder is. Yes, absolutely. I do feel like they could benefit from having a physical presence that Jay Crowder brings and the, the defense that he brings as well. And so my question is, let's just say, because I feel like it'd be really tough to be Jay Crowder, who sort of dug his own hole, and just sitting off to the side, looking at the hot start that this team has gotten off to and realizing, oh, crap, like this team is likely a contender again. Um, and him just being like, well, I just messed up my opportunity. I could be out there playing. Instead, I'm sitting on my butt watching them succeed without me. If he like decides, you know what? 
best thing for me is to maybe make amends and see if they'll take me back. Would you take it back? <laughs> I, I just want to point out real quick, by the way, he po- like that tweet that Jay Crowder sent out, he did have eight threes that game, but it was eight threes for 26 points. So he still had less yeah, points. Correct. Yeah. It was, yeah so the, whole, the tweet was about the amount of points that were scored. So yeah, it not like that he had one more three in a game. Yeah. So he never scored 29 points as a Phoenix Sun and Cam Johnson's already put that up. I mean, I think to answer your question, Jay's probably feeling some type of way right now, which I can't blame him. Like, I feel I don't know what the opposite of like buyer's remorse is like not buying remorse. Like, I don't know. But I feel like he has to feel like, oh, man, like this team, like they're balling out. Like, I am bummed that I'm not on this, like on on the court, like with these guys, like battling it out on our way to try to win a championship. Like, I just feel like he probably may be regretting a lot. I feel like it's a situation where it's like you break up with your boyfriend or girlfriend thinking that you're going to get better. Yeah. And then you realize, oh, my gosh, what did I do? I had like what I had was absolutely amazing. And maybe I was the problem in terms of the uh, not being able to make amends. Like I'm not saying Jay was like a problem, but like obviously something got to a point that just pissed him off where he felt like, fine, I'm just going to go do better. Yeah. I I mean, there is something to be said though about knowing your worth and not standing for less than you think you deserve. And Jay definitely was feeling some type of way about what he thought he was worth and the son's not willing to show him what he thought he was worth. And so, you know, if he was truly like convicted to stand up for what he thought he was worth, he hasn't been able to stay with the team like his right. entire career yeah. he just hopped around hopped around hopped around released traded I mean that's the story of his entire career so it's not like this is the first time it's like do you know do you know who I am like yeah he's and and, and honestly, it definitely I, did feel like he pulled like that do you, do you know who I am card yeah I, and I like I totally get it and if you feel like you um, you know, should have been given, uh, you know, more money or you were disrespected in some way. I get it. But at some point, like you have to be able to look at and say like, well, what truly is the best situation for me? Is it to get feed my ego in this moment? Or is it to kind of maybe swallow some of that and stay with the team that's going to be a legitimate contender? Like, that's my opinion of it. Yeah. I feel like he would have been in a much better situation had that just had he just not pulled that yeah absolutely well speaking of jay let's take a check a look at the comment section because jay did in fact post a uh, video to his boss man brand account of him kind of just like dribbling taking some shots playing basketball on his own in an empty court and the comment section went crazy um phoenix suns fans basketball fans alike were all commenting on that post saying we miss you you're a son come back like, look at these comments in the comment section. Like, people were going off saying that, like, Jay should be a son. Um, we want you back. Um, and it seems like a very common theme. There wasn't really any negative comments on there. So, uh, you know, if you're in the comment section right now watching our show, drop us a YouTube comment and let us know if you agree with these people in Jay's comment section saying that they want him to come back, that he's a true Phoenix son, or if you're of the mindset that Jay is better off playing somewhere else. I do think that if you're following his <clears throat> boss man account, so like not his personal Instagram, but his like apparel line account, you're probably a fan of his. Yeah. So very that's true. probably a little, that probably has a little bit to do with it but I I mean listen like how many times did we sit here like 
this time a year ago or, you know, six months ago, nine months ago, praising Jay for, you know, the FJ Crowder stuff and the stunts that he pulled and the salsa dancing and the, like, I thought that he, like, was a great fit and a unique presence and personality to this team. So, like, I don't, like, I I hate that it got as petty as it did because it's, you know, you get defensive of your team, right? Like, okay, well, if you're going to be like that, like, I'm with the Suns, right? Like, my loyalties to the Suns, but, um, like, I, I don't want to not... I don't want to feel that way towards him. Yeah, no, I definitely don't either. And I think like if we're going to truly address the question of would we want Jay back on this team, we have to look at what it is that Jay provides that nobody else can provide. And aside from him being like a big body with a big personality that's going to stick up for his teammates on the court, like I don't really know what that value is because Cam Johnson has proven that he can far exceed, you know, Jay Crowder's stats Uh, on the court and cam johnson can freaking ball when you let cam johnson ball um and he's outperformed jay already like he's already the game against the timberwolves with his was his third straight game setting a new career high for him like in a row so cam johnson is on a there definitely is value to having a physical presence although you although they withstood an absolute war against golden state (laughs) yeah that's true (laughs) that's true the i was watching a boxing max a boxing match when the Warriors are playing the Suns and the Suns were fine without Jay so honestly at this point if you're asking me I don't think I want Jay back on this team like I recognize the value that he brought with being a big body and being a physical presence on the court but I think where the Suns are right now as a team they don't need what Jay can provide to this team and I think you know what they have on their roster is at a a step above of what Jay was giving them. So I think at this point, the Suns have moved past Jay. And um, someone in the comments mentioned that that they uh, we could trade him for someone. We're definitely going to talk about that. But um, yeah, I think Jay's time with the Suns has come to an end. Um, this is all hypothetical. Of this course. isn't an actual, like, right. it's not like the Suns are, le- like, that we know of are legitimately contemplating keeping him around. Yeah. Sean, so, did you have something to say? I was just going to say, you guys don't value 0 for 9 shooting nights. It's definitely... <laughs> streaky yeah streaky is a good way to put it but no unfortunately not that is not something high on my list uh for the suns but yeah like i said cam johnson has just been going off and if you give me a choice between cam johnson or jay crowder i'll pick cam johnson any day of the week that ends in why like it's not even funny so i do think moving forward i think it's no surprise that in all likelihood jay and dario are going to be packaged and shipped out for somebody yeah um, at some point here before the for, before the trade deadline but uh which is still you know a ways away but i honestly think that their biggest need right now is getting another power forward in so um that's why I just like I'm not hanging on to Jay obviously there's a lot of people here in the comments that have said uh yeah no like we're we've moved past him as well but at the same time I'm like well I still feel like that could be like what your what your need is yeah no I absolutely agree like I I very much expect the Suns to hold on to Jay until the trade deadline and then deal him I don't think they're like in any type of rush much to Jay's chagrin um I'm sure Jay wishes they were in a rush to deal him um but I don't think they're in any type of rush and I think James Jones is um monitoring everything that's going on he's definitely still keeping an eye on what's going on in Brooklyn which is a whole nother story but um I don't think that they're in a rush to get rid of Jay and I think James Jones is going to play it as smart as he can 
Um, and if we're talking about what the Suns are missing to make a finals run, you kind of mentioned it. I think they need either a backup power forward or a backup point guard, like a true sixth man, because now that Cam Johnson is in the starting lineup, like they lost that sixth man that they had last season in Cam Johnson because Cam Johnson is no longer a sixth man by any stretch of the imagination. So they really need that true sixth man. Um, and I think, you know, their bench is always going to concern me. Like I didn't think the bench was going to collapse like it did in the playoffs last year. So even though the bench has gotten off to the great start that it has this season, I'm still not convinced. And I still think that they definitely need that backup power forward or that backup point guard, especially. Um, I think Campaign is a fine backup. I think that he still has a lot of season left to play as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, but, you know, like you mentioned, Dario Saric, I think they'll be able to package like Jay Crowder, Dario Saric. They have all their draft capital to work with as well. Um, and I think that they could bring in someone that is going to be that true six man. Um, so I, I think that's something that we have to look forward to because I think, um, you know, they're not going to just roll with what they have right now. At least I hope they don't, because I don't think they're a complete team yet, even though they have the best starting five in the NBA and their bench has performed well so far to start the season. Yeah, I think James Jones knows better than that. And I fully trust him as well. Like he'll get a deal done at some point. I don't think that anyone should be worried right now. I think you should just place your trust in what the Suns are doing. Um, thankfully, they've put themselves in a position where it's not like a... Uh, oh my gosh, like we're doomed if we don't get somebody else in, the sooner the better. Like they're just like in a really, really good spot right now. So I think everybody should just feel good about that. Um, and then as far as heading into tonight's game, they are 11 point favorites against the Trailblazers, which might have something to do with, uh, you know, obviously being at home. Also, the fact that we're doing a takeover tonight. Uh, I think Vegas must have been alerted that <laughs> Vegas knows PH PHNX is in the building. <laughs> PHNX is in the building. Um, so 11 point underdogs. I was talking to, or sorry, 11 point favorites. I was talking to Saul about this a little bit earlier, and he said he thinks without Damian Lillard, they are going to win by double digits tonight and tomorrow. So wow. he is taking that. Uh, if you agree, you can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now using the code PHNX bet. Uh, any $5 NBA money line and get $200 if your team wins. You can also boost your winnings up to 100% with DraftKings stepped up as same game parlays. It is simple. Again, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app using that promo code PHNX uh, on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details and any more details you want to add about our takeover tonight. Are we sold out? Um, we are sold out. It's going to be so much fun. We're going to be meeting at the Ainsworth for an all-you-can-eat buffet and then heading over to the game to watch the Suns. So we are super excited for that. But we have a ton of other great events coming up, including we are going to be doing watch parties for the World Cup, all of the group stages for both Team USA and Team Mexico, which is going to be really fun. If you want to watch those World Cup games with us, um, you can go to our website on our events tab. You can get your tickets and most of them are free. There's going to be one game i think it's mexico versus poland that has a buffet it's only ten dollars it's all you can eat breakfast buffet it's going to be so good and of course we're going to be doing that with our friends um at four peaks which is going to be super exciting so check out all of our events coming up and uh, we hope to see you at an event in the future all right so speaking of coming up the arizona cardinals have a tough stretch that's really kind of a make or break, do or die stretch for them. Uh, they play three straight division opponents, starting with Seattle, then the LA Rams, and then the Niners. Uh, we all know they have a three and five record and a kind of trying to figure out how to right the ship here. 
Um, and uh, they've been having some of the same issues throughout this season that they can't seem to correct. So a lot of getting in their own way, a lot of getting off to slow starts where it's just like, man, okay, you can't play nine, and literally this is a stat, 91% of the time you're trailing through the first eight 91% games. 91% of the time. You're pl- consistently putting yourself in a situation when you're pl- where you're playing behind the chain. Just like, what are you doing? You can't like you're though that's not a recipe for success. And no. you consistently start games that way. Um, so there's just a lot of stuff that I think is still up in the air with this team. Um, and a lot of criticism, even though um, you know, I mean it's I Steve Kime was on the radio this morning saying like, Well, we might have a three and five record, but remember we got off to a seven, eight game, you know, winning streak at the beginning of last season and then tank. So like really, thanks for a reminder. Steve time. Anything can happen. (laughs) So I think he was just saying like, Hey, this is an opportunity. It doesn't matter the way that you necessarily start. Like this is beginning to the second half of the season. I hate that. I literally hate that. He said that and that boils my blood there. Like to me, that sounds like he's making an excuse for why this team has underperformed so horrendously to start this season. I'm sorry, but you're you just got a payday my boy like you got paid in the offseason your head coach got paid in the offseason and your quarterback got paid in the offseason and for you to go out there and put up some stinker of games and start the season three and five no no I'm not having it I am not having it like I know that we started this season last year eight and oh and then we tanked thanks for the reminder by the way but um you had so much to prove to start this season to get your fans behind you to get people back on the same page to change the momentum in a positive direction and then you go out there and you lose some really winnable games and I'm just tired I maybe it's just because I'm tired of hearing Steve Kime in general but um that's a different topic for a different day um they haven't scored a touchdown in the first quarter at all this year at all like we already mentioned it like they've been trailing 91 percent of the time in games like this is not acceptable this is not acceptable for a NFL team who just had the craziest offseason, who had their three most important people in the organization get extensions. Like they had so much to prove and they have fallen so short. And I know that they're not technically out of the playoff picture yet. And the NFC West is a wide open division because of how uh, close they are in the standings. But I'm sorry, like it's not. Like I'm not happy well, with the, the Cardinals the, right the now. The thing that sucks too, like not that we can, you know, not that it's good to dwell on it and we can't do anything about it. But the fact that the NFC West sucks so bad this year and the Cardinals are not able to capitalize on it. They're the last team in the NFC West and the NFC West sucks. (laughs) Like this was a year to be able to like, you know, in the past it's been considered like, you know, the best in the NFL. And now they're like among the worst and somehow you allowed the Seahawks and Geno Smith, although credit to Geno Smith, yeah, nobody geez. saw that coming. And Shout I mean, out nobody Gino saw Smith. that coming. I don't even know if Geno Smith saw that coming. Geno Smith saw that coming. <laughs> they wrote him off. You remember back, though. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Geno, just taking shots you left and right. Well, I'm not giving Geno shots. That was, a, that was a compliment to Geno. Yeah, that was his quote from a, a post-game They wrote me off. Oh, okay. I ain't wrote back, though. I, you know what? I kind of like appreciate the subtleness of, uh, you know, he's basically, that's like the only thing I've really heard him say. And that was a very like polite way of saying like, you know, like F the haters or whatever. But like, I, I don't obviously ever root for the Seahawks, but I can smile for Geno Smith just because literally nobody 
nobody gave him that credit. So, I mean, good for Gino. Not, I hate that the Seahawks are at the top of the division. I hate that the Cardinals um, are not taking advantage of, you know, how crappy the NFC West is. And the situation just is what it is. But, I mean, I don't know if they're able to play well during this stretch. I think it's going to be a big test. And um, I don't know. I just sort of feel a little bit defeated. <laughs> yeah. I my soul has been crushed by the Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> it's yeah. a little dramatic, but um, I had such high hopes for them, and they have just so so disappointed me. Like it's just I have a hard time t- tuning into games because I just I feel like I know how they're going to end in disappointment, and I just don't want to set myself up for that failure. Um, but they have a crucial s- stretch of games. They're playing the Seahawks, Rams, and the Niners um, three games in a row, and if there was ever a time to win football games it is now and i'm saying like they need to win all three of these football games if they want a shot in hell of making the playoffs which ends up happening i I don't want to be overly optimistic or pessimistic but this is like do or die time for the cardinals and i'm not saying that my hopes are very high but i'm just so tired of being disappointed by this team when they had so much to prove and they have so so vastly underperformed this season i'm just like i'm beyond frustrated and i don't really know where to put the blame i feel like most of the blame lies on cliff's shoulders but I think there has been so much oversight um, on Steve Kimes end that has been like a culminated year after year after year after year. And now it's like we're at this point because of some of the decisions that Steve Kime has made. Like, I, I just I don't know. I, I don't even know what to say I'm the most disappointed in. Can you point one thing that you're disappointing in even, Tristan? It's more than just one thing. No, um, I think that the majority of what I'm disappointed in has to do with the offense though. Yeah. Um, and obviously that includes Cliff and Kyler. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, injuries to the O line that you can't really predict. But I think if you were to just speak in generalities, the most disappointing part of this entire team has definitely been the offense this year. Yeah. Uh, Josh just made me laugh. We're going to need to call animal control against Seattle because the dog in Gino has completely gone feral. <laughs> I, I hope he does not go off. Uh, this weekend I I hope he does not for the Cardinals sake Um, I think at best they're going to come out with one win in this this stretch and I think that if they can not get swept in these next three games that's going to be a win for them to be honest with you I know no moral victories but um, I do not have a ton of faith here I'm Uh, curious looking at the rest of their schedule in general obviously like you said Seahawks Rams Niners and then they go Chargers Patriots Broncos Buccaneers Falcons Niners are you confident are you confident anywhere on that schedule are you like confident going in any you're confident they'll beat the Broncos like you're you're convinced yeah Mm -hmm. I don't know. That's going to be like another like Thursday night football like yeah. suck fest. I feel like it's going to be like the battle of who can suck the least. That's kind of where most I'm confidence at in that game. with that's kind of where I'm at with the Cardinals is I don't know if there's anyone in this league that I'm like well there's no, there's teams the Texans if they were playing the Texans well, I'd be pretty confident yeah. that the, I feel like the Patriots but, is a winnable game. It should be, but they also just beat the Jets who were yeah. people thought were very yeah. good. Falcons should be a winnable game. Uh, Falcons Buccaneers. also Falcons also 
Falcons and Buccaneers are two teams that could very likely end up in the playoffs because the NFC South is not very good and could Correct. win the division. The Falcons have been a tough team to beat. Buccaneers have not been good, but it's Buccaneers Tom Brady. No, horrible. It's, it's Tom Brady, yeah, so I'm you can never, never confident. Count on Tom Brady. So, yeah, I mean, to answer your question, I'm not really sure. Um, I don't think I can bi- unbiasedly answer the Broncos question, so I'll recuse myself from that um, matchup. But, yeah, like, uh, it. wow, what a schedule to end the year. Um do you have any faith that they're going to make the playoffs, Cheerson, at all? I feel like I know what you're going to say, but I feel like I just have to ask. Oh, I don't know. I just I feel like there's too much season left to go to even like to even really pinpoint that because at any moment they could potentially right the ship. I, I don't have confidence in it, no, but I definitely wouldn't count it out. Like not at all. I mean, there's still plenty of um, I mean, there's still plenty of football to be played. Um, yeah, I think we. I think we go to uh, something that further. <sighs> goes okay. along with the <laughs> doubts that we have on, with this team being, and I don't want to act like I can coach better than Cliff Kingsbury, but we've heard this said all throughout this season and even into last season about how predictable this guy's offense is. So there was something that uh, made us say what this week. Not that I want to talk about Patrick Peterson anymore either because he had his time to shine last week um, and has been taking full advantage of that uh, all throughout the week. But he had a very interesting comment on his podcast about the offense that I think is worth... um, that I think is worth um, mentioning. Yeah, for sure. Um, It's been an interesting week for the Cardinals, of course. Before we get into what Patrick Peterson said, though, let's break it down for our friends at Game Time. Um, They are our favorite ticketing app, and you can get your tickets up to 60% off when you use Game Time. You can get tickets to Cardinals games, Suns games, any game you want to in the Valley. They also have events and parking tickets. So make sure you click the link in our description to get your tickets to any event in the Valley. They have, like I said, concerts, sporting events, parking, whatever you need. They got it. So let's make sure you click that link in our bio and use that link to get your tickets. All right. Um, yes. So Patrick Peterson <laughs> had some thoughts. Let's hear him. At what point in that ball game, Pat P for you, did you come into your own as in, I got them figured out. There's nothing they can do. First play. The first play. Yeah. I practiced against them guys for what? How many seasons I was with Cliff? Two years? Yeah, I think I think two. Same exact stuff that I seen in in camp and practice. Same stuff I saw on tape. Mm. So from the first play. Wow. And I can tell you this much, it was one play in in the fourth quarter. They hit you with a PI, but you ran the route. For more. Man, man. Hey, Rondell told you, if you go back and watch it, right? And uh, <laughs> he on the ground pumping his fist. He was like, hey, hey, I flopped on that one, boy. <laughs> I said, I know you did. <laughs> you, you you, literally, you ran the route for him. You just I'm didn't want to break before he broke. Man, I, I ran the route for Robbie Anderson, too. Oh, you was running routes for people out there, even though you were playing cornerback. Come on, man. 
from the first play, Mac, thing on plan, from the first play, I knew I was in my zone. My first reaction to this actually was you made such a stink about the game that you had and how you're back after having like the worst season of your career last year. And this was supposed to be an indicator of like how good you are and still are. But yet you just told everybody that you knew everything that was coming your way. So is it a cheat code that allows you to have the game that you had? Or was it just the fact that you still have it? But I think if it was just Patrick Peterson alone saying these things, I would be like, okay, you know what? Like he's, we know that he loves to talk crap about the Cardinals. So I'm going to take this with a grain of salt, but it goes along with, what we've consistently been hearing, you cannot win football games in this league if you have a vanilla, predictable offense, which is the exact opposite of what Cliff was brought in here to do. <sighs> yeah, um, I'm not quite sure why we're paying one of the most dynamic and innovative offensive minds in the NFL to run an offense that is so easily predictable. A player from several years ago is running the same routes as the wide receivers are. Um, I'm sorry, but that is unacceptable. Like, what are we doing? Why is Cliff making all this money if the offense is so easy for Patrick Peterson to read that he can go toe-to-toe with Rondell Moore and Robbie Anderson and run those routes? Like, what what is going on? What, what are we doing here? Yeah, and not just like... This is somebody who says that that Cliff is still running the same things from like years ago. Years ago, <laughs> like, like the same <laughs> offense from years ago. What are we paying this man money for if he's not doing what he was brought in to do and be an offensive guru Listen. and change the offense and air raid this and air raid that? What is going on? I was never pro extending Kime Cliff or Kyler in the offseason. I was never pro that. And I, you, I understand if you feel differently, anybody, a lot of people felt differently, especially in the Kyler situation. I felt like that was just a bad business deal all around each and every one of those deals. And now we're seeing, like, now you're stuck. And I, I suppose you could fire, you know, Cliff or Kime or... You know, I, I'm not saying they're ready to like move off Kyler, so I'm not even gonna go there. But let's just let's just stick with with Cliff and Kime because a lot of people have issues more so with them than they do Kyler. It's like, okay, well, you could fire them, and now you're gonna owe them a crap ton of money. Like, what are you doing? That this was not the time to extend these people this off season. They still had a lot to prove, especially after the way the last season ended and the way that certain draft picks have panned out. Like, there was just so much up in the air. I just I don't agree with this extending. Bef- like just because we saw a little bit of success we're like are well are we we're not going to do any better at this point or whatever so we're just throw money whoa 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 whoa, whoa. now look at si- the situation that you're in mm-hmm. it's just frustrating yeah it's super frustrating i will say that i was pro kyler getting an extension just because i didn't think there was a better option out there for the cardinals at the time and if this is anything it's a quarterback's league and i just felt like that was their best option with everything that was presented to them. So I was pro Kyler more, not necessarily because I believed in him as a player and the talent that he had, but more just because it was like the lesser of two evils. And I thought that that was the best route for the Cardinals to go to make sure that they could compete in this league with a quarterback who had shown at least enough promise to not risk not having on your roster. 
but definitely not at, by any stretch of the imagination pro Kime or Cliff extensions. I have actually been out on Kime for many, many years. A lot of people have. For many years. And I, I was baffled when they extended Kime because I don't think his body of work, both within the organization and the mistakes that he's made without it, warranted any type of extension. Um, so I, I, the fact that they both got those extensions and now we're in the position that we're in where former players are telling us that their offense is the same thing it was years ago. I'm beside myself. Like I, I don't even know if I quite accurately have the words to describe like how disappointed I am in this organization. And I know that Patrick Peterson feels some type of way about the Cardinals. Obviously the Cardinals kind of like live rent free in that man's head. So <laughs> some of the things that he said might be a little bit of an exaggeration or there might be coming from a place of like spite and they're not a hundred percent accurate, but the tape speaks for itself. Go watch that game. Patrick Peterson had been struggling this entire year. And the one game that he has where he actually looks like a lockdown corner, it's against the Cardinals. And it looks like he knows what's happening in that game because he does like, I just, Ah, oh, I'm so frustrated. I just I don't even think there are enough words to describe how frustrated I am with the fact that we're in this situation and we're stuck between an, a worse rock and a hard place. Because like you said, if they fire them, they still get a ton of money. Like, it's not my money. Like someone in the comments said, it ain't my money. Uh, Jean-Paul Edward Dio said that. But uh, yeah, I just I uh, just bad decisions bad decisions all around and um if cliff is really not the offensive guru that we were promised then we need to get a play caller who is because what the actual f is going on in that organization yeah somebody did mention speaking of like what the f is going on um sean can you scroll up a little bit in the comments um somebody mentioned something about the way that cliff handled the whole pat p thing kime or sorry kime kime blew it with pat p from what i've heard kime ghosted pat in free agency and didn't have the cojones to tell him the team was going in another direction yeah i think we can all gather that that's probably what happened um and so like i i honestly don't blame pat because you know he was videoed after the game saying um you know I still haven't heard from from Kime, you know, tell him to give me a call. No, I want to talk to him face to face. I never heard anything from him. And I get how like that's kind of disrespectful. So like I do think that Kime dropped the ball in that manner and it kind of makes me question like, well, how, how is he operating within this organization? Like you can't show a guy that that played for you that was an all-pro corner for, you know, and it played for a decade for you guys. So a little bit of respect of like giving you a phone call saying that you're going in a different direction before, you know, like, so I, that that's like another thing that I took away from this entire situation yeah. too, is like, well, wait, like, didn't uh, he burn the bridge with honey badger too? I, I don't know. I'm not, I, I don't exactly know exactly what happened in that situation. I mean, I did at one point, I don't really remember to, to speak on it, but it's, it wouldn't surprise me. I, I don't agree with burning bridges, especially for players who have dedicated a large chunk of your career. I mean, there's a way of going about things and a way of not. And I'm not saying that if Kime had talked to Pat P and said, Hey, we're going to go in a different direction that that would have been received well either. I yeah. don't know, but at least you can excuse yourself from, you know, two years later, this being a whole national story because everyone was talking about it uh, because he made, you know, such a stink about saying like, yeah, I never heard from the general manager, not once. Mm -hmm. um, and then also going on to say some other things that 
kind of shady things that happen behind the scenes within that organization. Like, just don't put yourself in that position. It feels like any former player that comes away from this organization just doesn't generally have good feelings about it after they leave. Like Chandler Jones, did we forget what happened with Chandler Jones? Like Chandler Jones is also not very happy with the Cardinals and the way that he was treated either. And I just like, I think it just adds to the resume of Steve Kime not being a good GM. Um, Dickie, I hate saying your name, but I'm just going to go for it. Dickie talking in the comments saying Kime should have been gone after his DUI. That's what I was talking about when I said the out of organization decisions as well. And I agree 100%. That was when I was out on Kime as well. I don't think you can have a man leading your organization that can't set an example for his players. But yeah, I just, I I think the way that things have happened, uh, Clayton in the comments saying they have one playoff win. Yep. Also another uh, thing to add to the resume of why this was all bad decision making. Um, I, it just there's no excuse for it and I I don't have one I don't I can't explain to you guys why they've done what they've done why they kept Kyle why they kept Cliff when I don't think either of them had done enough to deserve it um I, I have my feelings about the Kyler situation but I just it's I'm beyond words at this point and I, in no no way shape or form should Kyle be the GM of this team I'm comfortable saying that um but it's just I'm I'm beyond beyond words there is one last thing I took away from the Patrick Peterson debacle and he didn't outright say this but like I'm kind of reading between the lines I think he's telling everybody that you should add him to your pick'em game on underdog fantasy uh because apparently he thinks that he's going to uh to make some plays so it is the easiest and most fun way to spice up your football season just look to your favorite or least favorite player stats (laughs) pick between two and five players for your pick them entry and whether you think they'll end up with a higher or lower lower total than the stat in this week's game get all your picks right and you can win up to 20 times your money in a single night so again he he didn't say it but like I think that's what he's hinting at it all has to do with underdog fantasy and uh, putting your money (laughs) on Pat P moving forward you can search in the app store or click the link in the show notes signing up with that promo code PHNX and underdog will double your first deposit up to $100 again that's underdog fantasy using the promo code PHNX to get in on the action today woo all right. Speaking of the Cardinals, it is uh, World Series season. Yeah. <laughs> Jason, are you watching any of the World Series? I am. I just, I, I think I've said it before. I just don't have like a big rooting interest in either one of these teams. So it's hard for me to, I'm pretty good at always picking a storyline of some sort and just saying like, okay, I'm going to roll with this team. This is who I'm rooting for. But like, it's really hard for me to pick one of these teams. You better be anti-Astros, ma'am. America is anti-Astros. I know, but I, I hate to be like. False. Pro Astros right here. Why? Uh, Dusty Baker, their manager, I love. Um, would love to see a black man win a World Series. And he's been so close so many times it has not gotten there. Um, I do like Dusty. I also really like Justin Verlander. Um, he got the win yesterday. And Jordan Alvarez. Like, not, Altuve sucked, so that makes me feel good. Like He's not the reason they're winning the World Series. Um but I am plus I hate Philly fans. They're some of my least favorite fans. They're, Phillies Phillies they're been... funny. No, yeah, they're funny until they're throwing snowballs and batteries <laughs> at, at Santa Claus. Yeah. Uh, they are. They are. Fans. They fans in that area of the country. Philly fans, Pittsburgh fans, Boston fans, all of them. They are everything they want to be Buffalo fans. Well, Zach Ertz and they're not. 
is not a traditional Philly fan, and he obviously has a rooting interest in this World Series. So when he was asked at the press conference who he was cheering for and if he might have uh, anything against a certain Houstonian on the team, here's was his answer. Because I'm rooting for them, of course. JJ and I have a bet. Uh, he's obviously a Houston fan. Tough one last night, but flush that loss and move on. And. <laughs> Um, hopefully find a way to win this one in Philly. We need this one, it's, you know, <coughs> gentleman's bet. <laughs> so they have a gentleman's bet on who will win the World Series. What exactly Series. does that mean? You don't say anything? Like I think, you don't yeah. Tell? Like you don't disclose it, right, Sean? Disclose. We need our translator. Uh, gentleman's bet would just be like, it's kind of like a mutual agreement. Like there's no like, like, it would just be like if you and I said, oh, do you want to bet on like whoever wins the World Series has to dye their hair pink like got it okay. be like there's no like formal agreement it's just kind of like a an understanding like a handshake yeah. right yeah. um <laughs> if zach Ertz is obviously team phillies so if zach Ertz is team phillies i'm team phillies because i love zach Ertz. also mikhail bridges is major team phillies yeah. um i think that man's head might explode if the phillies win the world series so that's they're enough the, for me they're the team that's more fun to watch i will say that like they're yeah. just i think they're a good time i Love to hate Bryce Harper, but you can't really look away from what he's done either. So, yeah, it's true. That's it's the true. only reason. That's the big conflict con conflict for me is I love Bryce Harper. I will yeah. just never forgive the Astros for cheating and winning a World Series, and um, that to me is unforgivable and unredeemable. And I hope their organization suffers for the next hundred years and it's never wins the, anything. It's not like it's not Dusty Baker's fault. It's not Dusty Baker's fault. Um, he was not there. I'm aware. I just uh, hate the organization. A lot a of the pieces aren't were not are not that were there are not there anymore they have um, a key the, piece I the feel big like. ones Altuve yeah. and Bregman are there so that's the problem yeah the, um, the problem is I hate the whole organization for what they did to baseball but I mean that's kind of why I want them to win the World Series too is like I would like them to just show that the dominance they've had these last few years was not just because they were cheating and if they win the World Series this year I think that proves like look at us I think they already proved that I, th I think so too but I think most baseball fans are just going to be like oh you guys have been to how many World Series oh trash cans oh and it's like okay I get it to a certain extent but at the same time you got to move on eventually. Like they're not the only team that was cheating. That's just a fact of the matter. Um I know that's not, I know that they're not the only team but they're the ones that got caught and you know, yeah, they I are the only team that. that that cheated their way to a World Series. So I, I understand the hate. I just um, if you're in the different. comments right now, drop us a comment and let us know who you're cheering for. Either the Astros or the Phillies. The Astros have a three-two series lead. Yes, three-two series lead. Um, boo, 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 boo. Uh, they won last night, three to two. So very unfortunate. I'm pro Phillies. Let us know what you guys are on. You're. What are you going with Phillies? Or Astros? I guess Phillies. Yes, I, that's you know my what girl. I like to see, I because I can't. Both teams stand. have fun. What? I thought you were going to say, like, I want both teams to have fun. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I want to see, because I can't stand Phillies fans. I think every Phillies fan should take an OGs before the game. <laughs> so everybody's just, like, calm and happy, and nobody's throwing stuff or getting in fights. Did you guys see that there was, like, also a a girl fight that broke like a brawl between like Phillies fans. Yeah. There was like four girls. Like everybody just needs to take an OGs. Chill it's out people. I also saw out. a clip of like, it looked like people on the roof of the stadium yesterday. Don't really I understand can't. what was going on there. No. Oh yeah. Um, How did, I saw that too. How did they even get on? The I don't roof know. The um, if you're going that hard, you definitely need an OGs. You just definitely need an OGs. Um, and uh, we have some really great news. Uh, about our partnership with them. We obviously love OGs here. Um, and uh, we have a new deal. We do. We have a new contract with our friends at OGs. We are stoked about it. The terms of the agreement weren't released at the time, but we are now here and pro 
prepared to reveal that OGs has renewed with PHNX across our entire network. And we're so excited about it. We're going to be doing some really fun events in the future. There's going to be some members only things that are exclusive and sponsored by OGs. So if you want to get on on that, you better sign up to be a PHNX member. Um, So we're super excited to have OGs along the ride with us. They've been an incredible partner and it has been awesome to be a part of their growth as a company as well as ours. Um, And don't forget that if you are going to partake in some OGs, you got to be 21 years or older and you can find them at your local dispensary. Um, everyone in the comments seems pretty pro Phillies. Um, everyone, <laughs> Daniel is giving us credit for our transition to ad reads. Thank you. We actually won <laughs> the ad readers of the month award from yes. Max last month. So thank you for noticing our talents we got when some it comes. Trinkets, trinkets from a thrift store down the road. Yeah. From Max. Great prizes. Uh, thank you for <laughs> noticing our amazing transitions, Daniel. Um, <laughs> but yeah, everyone seems really Team Philly, which I agree with because the Astros also Jan made a great point that the Astros cheated and didn't weren't held accountable, which is what makes me the most mad at them is that they weren't held accountable. So thank you for making that point. I agree. Um, so like go Phillies, man. I love watching World Series baseball, um, especially because none of my teams were able to make it there. So <laughs> got to enjoy it for what it is. Um, speaking of enjoying things, Kirsten, you went on a little adventure. Yeah. So with the weather cooling down uh my weekends now consist of hiking and the first i don't know if i'd call it like a big hike but significant hike i was like i have to go hike four peaks and take a four peak spear with me um it might be the most basic thing of all time (laughs) but don't knock it till you try it um yeah so i brought my favorite um hazy ipa with me such a good had a little summit beer had a four peaks while looking at the four peaks and uh i highly highly recommend that hike it's beautiful but if you like it all hikers know you have to bring a summit beer and there's no better beer to drink at the summit of four peaks than four peaks i think we had uh, a few um wows every one i was with had uh, a different beer so it it fit our personalities and it was a fun time that's awesome i'm super jealous except like i hate hiking (laughs) and anything active so i was very excited to get the pictures after you are well done and safe and i enjoyed it from my perspective of my bed oh Um, we saw two tarantulas (laughs) Yep. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Super glad I was Hell not no. there. Uh, absolutely them. not. Nope. 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 You, you will never catch me in nature doing anything that raises my heart rate over 80 beats per minute. Um, hiking in the wilderness. That's absolutely never going to happen. But I'm so glad you had a good time and you made it back safe and you didn't die by tarantula bite. Um, I don't, are, they, are, they, are they poisonous? Is that a thing? I don't know. So um, I did look into it a little bit. They are, but apparently they can't um, like the, the they are They're I don't want to call it a mouth, a bee. I got I don't know Stop. what it is. Uh-huh. It can't um, penetrate. It, it's it can't it's like higher skin? up. Like it can't reach a human. So um, I think they can like pets and stuff like that. Yes, yeah. but first people keep trying to as pets. I mean, I guess people keep. But I think they horrendous. take the poison out of them. Oh, I just oh, I thought I just thought they weren't like dangerous to humans, kind of like you were saying. Yeah, but they aren't actually dangerous to humans, contrary to what we're all made to believe. But they, they are scary. scary. Yeah. I scream. Oh my God, I would have lost my mind. Yeah, I would have gone home immediately. You would have never caught me out there to begin with, well, but if not, that would have been the end. The first time I put my hand on a rock to like no. put, put oh, myself no. up and it was oh, God, right no. there. Oh God, no. And then the second time is nope. I was taking a step Mm-mm. forward and I was like 
right. Nope. Oh, I would honestly nope. rather have one touch done. my hand than, than to step <laughs> on one. I would have been done. I would have been so I done. I would absolutely go hiking with y'all because I'm pretty sure. With her, not y'all. I don't no, know. Do that. Well, uh, y'all, the more the better. I'm pretty sure I'm faster than y'all. I think. Dude. And I could out. I, I just if any someone's come, I just you, you don't do gotta be a fast. You gotta be faster than the When slowest. it comes to outdoor stuff, you are barking up the wrong damn tree. That woman will wipe your floor with her ass. So when it comes to anything oh, outdoors, nah, I believe that. Like it, when it comes to like straight up hiking, Tristan, I would you'd you'd have to make a couple stops for me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Toe no Tree shot. helped me move some furniture into my apartment a couple weeks ago. More furniture, obviously, and I had to stop like every flight of steps because yeah. I just I didn't have it in me. Yeah, the endurance no. isn't there. Tristan yet. is unbelievable with that stuff. And I will always admire her for that because that is a talent I was not given, nor will I ever partake in any of that type of Jose's stuff. Jose's fact here, if this is true, is terrifying that tarantulas can throw their hair as a defense <gasps> mechanism. Absolutely not. No, thank you. They That's can do scary. what? With their where? Throw their hair so like they're like mini needles? Nope. Mm-mm. Unalive. I said it once. I'll Unalive. say it again. Hell no. Nah. That's a big hell no. Nah. Uh, Charles saying that I'm about to jump out of my moor chair. Yeah, Ooh, I'm Chris so uncomfortable. loves tarantulas? It was That's not Chris, surprising. No. I feel like Chris is down like that. Oh, no. That tastes a certain level of like chillness that I feel like most of us don't have, but Chris definitely has. Absolutely not. You will not catch me anywhere near any of those creatures. Well, <laughs> I, know you, I know you mentioned it earlier in the show, but might as well, while we're talking about Four Peaks, just reiterate that we are teaming up with them to host all U.S. and Mexico World Cup matches uh, at their 8th Street Pub. Um, so we're going to have beer specials, Football. giveaways guest appearances and more you can check out the link in our show notes to register for free for free Must be 21 or older enjoy responsibly yay so excited ah oh, it's the weekend it's friday it it's saturday, saturday sunday, sunday what um thank you guys so much for joining us for this episode of the phoenix sports podcast we love you so much everyone in the comments everyone for watching everyone for listening don't forget to leave us a five-star review if you can it helps us out so much and we appreciate it more than you ever know don't forget to follow us on twitter at phnx underscore sports on instagram facebook tiktok all that good stuff um and don't forget to sign up for a membership we actually have really exciting announcements coming about our membership program so stay tuned for that but i promise you you will want to be a part of the phnx family after you see what is about to happen because it is going to be so cool i hope you all have a wonderful blessed beautiful weekend if you're coming to our son's takeover tonight we'll see you there oh my gosh say hello say hello Tristan and i are going to be there should Sean, not you going? be any tarantulas there yes. there will not be any tarantulas at our son's <laughs> Sorry, takeover Chris. just delicious food from the ainsworth have a great weekend everybody we'll see you next friday at 12 30 bye, bye.